Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, mom, Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra low lag. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. On my search to make sure that Thanksgiving is never forgotten, I've been looking up Thanksgiving songs. Number one, most Thanksgiving songs are Fat Shaming to the Turkey. And number two, a lot of them are not very original. Like, you put your wings in, you put your wings, wings out, out, you put, you your, put wings your wings in, in, and you shake them all about. All about you do the do turkey the pokey turkey. and you turn yourself around. That's what it's all about. Turkey pokey, huh? You put your drumsticks in. You put your drumsticks out. (laughs) You you know what upsets me? They call their belly the stuffing. That is a post-mortem turkey's placement. You don't have stuffing (laughs) in a live turkey. Call it their belly. It's their fucking belly. Are we dangling a dead bird in the middle of a circle, or are we talking about a live turkey doing the hokey pokey? I think it's a live turkey. I think it's forcing a live turkey to do it. So we're not just standing in a circle holding like raw meat in our hands, like waving a drumstick around. Although as you're saying it, I can foresee myself making this video on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, just use the turkey carcass and put the, you know, you put your whole carcass in, you put your whole <laughs> carcass <laughs> out. You put your, I'm and ready you for shake it. shake it about and like the terrifying giblets Chase and everything. around your neighbor everywhere. around the dining room table. I like that. <laughs> And that's and what Thanksgiving's all about. Out. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about spreading fear and spreading disease with uncooked meat. Smoke weed in front of your parents. I don't have anything else to do that. <laughs> you just want to do that? Welcome to yeah. page seven, guys. Again, I am forever fighting, and I can't wait to start the campaign of Big Birds Are Positive. You know, I get, I know it's scary to have too big of a bird. I'm not talking about eating Big Bird on Sesame Street, but I will say happy 50th <laughs> anniversary, Sesame Street. What I'm saying is that the bigger the bird, the better the meat, the more you feed your family. So I'm. Plus size bird positive. Finally, can we get and can we get some turkey models? Because <laughs> I want an Insta oh my of God. all plus size turkeys that we could, you know, and and we can appreciate it and really give those likes out there. Oh my you know God! What I mean? And imagine just like oh, just like seriously, I want plus size turkeys. I want the basters just inside of them because they're allowed to show what gives them juicy pleasure. I'm still going to ask, are we talking about a dead turkey or a live one? Because things really change. They're used interchangeably around Thanksgiving, but it's a truly different thing. I mean, before and after is kind of like, you know, weight loss stuff. It is kind of weight loss stuff, but also I want to make sure we get the turkey's consent. And so yeah, I'm going to need definitely. it in writing from the live turkey to do it to the dead turkey. Uh-huh. One gobble for yes, two gobbles for no. 
I saw, I was watching this video, and essentially the song was about all the turkeys are good for is because their heads wobble, wobble, and it was right before their head was about to be chopped off, and they only know one word gobble, gobble. Fuck you. (laughs) A lot of the like traditions around the slaughtering of the turkeys are actually pretty uncomfortable. Mm. You know, like the t- pardoning, the presidential pardoning of the tur- turkey I've never loved. I think it's kind of cute. I think it's kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that, it's just kind of a little bit too proximate to all of the uh, people, human beings who haven't been pardoned, you know? It just makes me uncomfortable. Like, right. and, then it, and then it just like... Uh, yeah, and then the turkey's like, gobble, gobble, you're getting impeached. <laughs> <laughs> Which will be a lot of fun. Sorry, I didn't mean to get political, not Different political. Different podcast, Holden. <laughs> Different fucking podcast. Not on this podcast. I want to piggyback on what you had to say just before, Jackie. Macaroni and cheese, make the noodles bigger. I want big noodle the size of the dish. I want him to goop it up, man. I want him to goop it up. And I'm not talking because for certain, Gwyneth Paltrow doesn't eat macaroni and cheese. Absolutely I'm saying not. Jackie goop it up. I want it to be able to sop. I want it to have crevasses amongst the noodles to sop up the, the cheese so I can pour Dude, it in my mouth. I have a Thanksgiving macaroni and cheese like like target for this conversation right now. And also, <laughs> it involves a beautiful man. Uh, so, Dude, you're welcome. Okay. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> there is a Food Network star mm. named Eddie Jackson, I believe is his last name. He's a former NFL player. Uh-huh. And he is astoundingly beautiful and really fun food guy who who makes the rounds on all the food shows and this past weekend he went on the kitchen which is my favorite absolute hot fire trash show on uh the food network and he made a mac and cheese that is built on a layer of stuffing so it's in a springboard oh, pan and you put it stuff great. in a layer of stuffing and oh. then put on a layer of mac and cheese and bake that shit. And I am, um, it might be the first time I try something truly revolutionary at my Thanksgiving because I never oh make mac and cheese. I know God. a lot of people do, but I'm very, very excited about it. And I was all brought to you by like the most perfect specimen on the Food Network by far. Oh my God. I have a picture of him without his shirt on and he's got this huge smoker that he's just got a bunch of meat on. He just turned the meat and he's looking at the meat the way I imagine he would look at my pussy as we had sex. <laughs> and he's, it's great too because all the women on the kitchen totally want to fuck him. Right. And so it's like a like they're like you know he'll he'll say something that's very not sexual like you know and then you want to pour the cheese sauce on and they're all like oh you want to you know I'll pour your mm. cheese sauce on mm. it's like extremely sexual yeah. disgustingly <laughs> sexual talking about a roux and turning it into a sexy thing it's just it's all the whole thing is uh, I love it when this guy is on Food Network and I'm really really Good excited Lord. about the Reali- cheese stuff reality show pitch. We just take this concept, but they get eliminated one by one. At the end, the guy fucks the, you know, consensually, of course, in. the I winner. Like in. I want in. I want in. If yeah, they sign a contract it. and say they want to do it, right? And at the end, you get to have some sort of, you know what? It could be kind of whatever you pick. It could be hands only or whatever. But whoever, you, but is the contest whoever can turn, like, reciting a recipe into the sexiest thing? Uh, Yeah. I, well, no, I think it's just about who can seduce 
this guy whilst he cooks. Yeah, and we could do oppositeies oh too. And maybe they God. just go on a date because obviously you can't pitch like a fuck show. That doesn't work. Well, I think they got to cook together. No, no, I would just yes. ask for anything done with lips only. No other touching, just lips. Yes, they can only <laughs> use their lips in whatever way they want for 15 minutes on each other. I don't bring up sex too much. Jackie brings up sex too much. I am always thinking about sex and sometimes I worry I have an addiction, but I'm fine. I'm okay with it. I'm not David Duchovny just yet. Just wait. Once I have my own Skinamax show, then we'll have a conversation. <laughs> God, I loved the Red Shoe Diaries. Mm. But Eddie Jackson is a very, very attractive man. He is very good recipes. Oh, and right. I am proud of his recipes. Okay, you have to recast Red Shoe Diaries. Who are you cast in as the, as the guy? What, as like the host of Red Shoe Diaries? The, the Duke, wasn't it Duchovny? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess, see, now I'm just thinking that I feel like there needs to be a Skinamax show that's just Food Network people that right. were down to do it. Because honestly, uh, but this is, might just be for me. You know, it's like, I would watch a Guy Fieri hosted light, uh, like light porn show. What is it called? What's, a, what's half Hard porn? Pat. I'm ex- executive oh, at- Oh, looks like she's going for the reverse cowgirl. <laughs> yeah, executive at NBC Hard Pass on that concept. It would, would be so supportive. Narrate porn, absolutely, absolutely. Drive I mean, in sex yeah, we'll call it call it triple sex, sloppy, <laughs> stud, <laughs> sucking, yeah, yeah, succulent, Sucked oh, succulent, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But also, it definitely it's gonna be sloppy. Put some donkey sauce on it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm gonna be covered in donkey sauce. It's me being covered in donkey sauce. What is donkey sauce? It's a Guy Fieri um, um, sorry. specialty. I just outed myself as as like not a big viewer of Guy. I like him. How but I'm dare just not you? A big Food Network guy. But that's why it's so great. We bounce each other out, right, guys? All right, what's the next news story? What's the next news story? Well, we have to we have to give a mazel to our number one pawpaw on the network, Marcus Parks, and our number one Mima now, Carolina Hidalgo, for getting married this weekend. Mazel, mazel, mazel. It's beautiful. Congratulations. The wedding was lovely. We all three actually got to be at an event together. It was amazing. We actually all got to be in person dancing on a dance floor together and like- and Gideon's so cute the way he dances with Zelda on the dance floor. That was so precious. Well, Gideon is usually the, the he, he's usually like I don't really like to dance, but it turns out all you got to do is strap a baby to yeah, him, and, and he's like I have him. to I have to dance with my daughter at he a wedding. Had, he looked like a natural. He I had know. total moves. He oh was my like god! It. He kept I using know. so Zelda was strapped to his stomach, and he kept using the baby as an air guitar, which was the cutest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. <laughs> we were we were trying to leave, and then Take on Me came on, and so we. Had had to go back. <laughs> he was like, I can't leave yet, which is very much a me move. I was like, we need to get home. And he was like, we can't leave during take on me. And we like fully put our stuff down and went back out on the dance floor. Ah, that's amazing. So adorable, though. Oh, my God. Well, also, just so you guys all know, Zelda did have on those the noise canceling ears. And the entire yes. time through all of the dancing of us on screaming on the dance floor, <laughs> that child was passed out. Yeah. 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 She's a champ. And... Uh, you know, my I, I when I like didn't have kids and I would be at a wedding and I would see like little kids on the dance floor dancing and stuff, I'd be like, Oh, that's so fun. I can't wait till I have like little kids at a wedding. And now I understand that having kids means that I like uh you know, look forward to perhaps someday going to a wedding without children <laughs> without again. Children again. Yeah, yeah. But once my kids are old enough to like 
actually dance on the dance yeah, floor. Yeah, just I think run around really on the yeah, or run around in circles on the dance floor is really more what it's like. Yeah, but, but yeah. that's gonna be cute as hell. Yeah, they love it because they get all jacked up on the cake, right? They get all sugared out, and yeah. then they just sprint in circles. I, I I see it every wedding until they're just so done, and then, and then it's they great too. Pass out. Yeah, it's like taking a dog to the dog park, <laughs> then they're out for the rest of the night. Are you talking about taking me to Central Park? Because I didn't mean <laughs> to fall asleep on that bench. <laughs> I'm excited because in February we're taking both kids to a wedding, and uh, so my my older kid has a but we have a lot of hand me downs from our cousins, and I like to wear vests, um, and uh, and I have a hand me down little like suit from her boy cousins that I'm not going to use the whole suit, but I think I might have a like a mommy and me formal vest ensemble. What is it about oh. the vest? <laughs> What is it about the vest that is so particularly appealing clothing-wise? I don't know, but isn't it? It's like everybody looks good. Like in the videos of everybody dancing on the dance floor, when all the the men usually who are wearing suits, they take off their suit jackets and they just got vests on. I think everybody looks fantastic. <laughs> Molly, yeah. you looked so fucking good. Yeah, you look great. Yeah, I Thank mean, you. it looks so, anyone wearing just like with the vest, with the long sleeve shirt underneath, as if like had just taken off the jacket because they're so hot from dancing and merriment. I want to have sex with any single person that is oh, dressed the like thing, that. There's something so symbolically fun about like, oh, it's not business time anymore. It's relaxing time <laughs> when you take off the coat and you just have the vest, you know? Oh, hold it, you also looked very good. At Who the is that? Thank you. Who Thank is you. that? Is that Zelda? Oh my God, Zelda. <laughs> you also looked very sharp. Z- Zelda's first words were, hold it, you look great <laughs> <laughs> Um, I did. I uh, actually, I feel like I did. Thank you. I know I actually didn't. I had to put the jacket back on because I just just tried to drink wine. At one point, I wasn't even drunk and sort of did that move that a child does, where he forgets for a second how to pour wine in his a drink in his mouth, and just it went all over the front of my. Is that why you put the jacket back on? See, that makes a lot more sense. That must have been rough too, because I know you're a bit of a sweater. Oh my god, I'm so. That's the everyone's like, Jackie's like, eh, cold enough for you, whatever. When we first started our Skype session here, but honestly, it's not cold enough for me. I love it. Lexi was so cold. You're just like my husband. Lexi was so cold in the apartment today that she and the living room was way warmer that she went into the living room to sleep I was sleeping in just boxers that yeah. is to tell Yuck. you the, the temperature difference. Do like, you also celebrate the, the earlier darkness? Because Gideon's like, oh, yay, no. it's dark at 4.30. And I'm like, what's wrong with no, you? That's that makes horrible. him a complete psycho. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's just, I mean, I know. I'm like, oh, got to get the vitamin D pills out. Yeah, you know I want to get mean? one of those sad lamps yeah. because I'm getting too sad. We Please should get, get a sad lamp. You should get sad lamps in the studio. You should have them filled with sad lamps, especially yeah. when Marcus is gone for the week. Let's write off some sad lamps. Just surround ourselves with blasting lights while we record and then I'll at least be happy one day a week you know, you know we're gonna get to the we're gonna get to the Oprah gift list thing uh here's another pi- okay second pitch of the show okay page <laughs> seven ideas, man page seven holiday gift list Ooh, I like that this is... already I got sad lamps I'd put a weighted blanket on that uh-huh. peace uh-huh. you know what I'm saying what else are we putting on there oh oh yeah I love a weighted blanket. I'm gonna put Christmas shoes on there but I but it's just gonna be <laughs> me that every time you walk and it goes ouch 
ouch, because I want you to think about all the people that don't have shoes, but also think about me saying ouch every time you walk just to annoy you every time you walk somewhere. But then that will also encourage you to not walk anywhere, save those steps for the spring. And any listeners out there, if you have any Christmas list, page seven centric Christmas list suggestions, please hit us up on Twitter. I want to see them because I think we should compile this. And you know, years ago, Jackie told me something I've never forgotten, which is that, and I've never actually adopted it either, but I was, it was a moment where I was like, I want to be just like Jackie. She said, <laughs> and, <laughs> ah, fuck everything that That's not what I do anymore. I've grown yeah. up. It was, it was during the Daddy's Deli theme song. No, it was, <laughs> although I did want to be just like you then too. No, she said, uh, she said, I keep a little list throughout the year, the whole 12 months of the year. And when somebody says like they want something, she writes it down so that by the end of the year, she has a perfect holiday gift list for everybody. That's so smart. I've just never forgotten how smart that is. But you've never done it either. Absolutely not. No, come (laughs) November, I'm like, fuck, fuck, why did I do it? It's so great because if someone says that they really want something in April and you start writing something down, because I just keep it as a note on my phone and I write their name next to it, and when they see you writing something down, they don't assume that you're writing down a Christmas idea. Now, if you're thinking, or just a holiday idea, because now if you start doing it, then it's like, oh, well, you're probably doing it for the holidays because you need ideas. Because I, there's nothing I, if someone point blank asks me what I want for Christmas, I don't know. Nothing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and everyone says nothing, and it's so, oh my God, my mom is so hard to shop for. Right, but then in March, I'm like, ah, I wish I had a, a you know, a, a organizer for my kitchen. Right, some small thing. I guess now, I, I, I mean, the other thing now, I mean, Lexi and I just keep Amazon wish lists. Yeah. And so that, and it's like something you start doing early so that you don't do like right at Christmas so you, you forget what's on it. Yeah. And then you can be surprised with something. The only problem is if you're the person making the list, you have to keep that up to date because sometimes you'll get something you like don't even give a shit about anymore. My problem is that now since I'm like up very often throughout the night nursing a baby, I just buy shit in the middle of the night on Amazon. <laughs> I become one of those people that's like, right. don't let me on the internet late at night. Then <laughs> just like impulse buy. But not because you're drunk at all, just because you're walking around. <laughs> with the baby. Most of what I buy is related to uh, baby sleep, but I am somebody who is now compulsively buying things every now and then. How do I get this baby to sleep? <laughs> Baby-weighted blanket. There is a baby-weighted blanket, oh, really? and I have it. Oh, really? <laughs> it's a little swaddle with a little tiny little weighted beanbag on it, and I, I uh, am, sometimes it works. I think that might be like the, the I'm going to go for it, because they're expensive for adult size. Um, and I think I, but it, but like, I think I'm going to throw down and get it. Cause I've just heard it like changes your life. Yeah. It's one of those things where people are like, there was my life before the weighted blanket and right. after the weighted blanket. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. can't even imagine. I don't want it. It's too hot. It puts you in the, it puts you in the, no, no, that's the thing. It's air. <laughs> it's, it, that's why it's so expensive. It's weighted, but it's not hot. Uh, yeah, yeah it sense. sounds like, it sounds like me after a couple of drinks. <laughs> Uh, but is it but is it gonna feel like the sheets are tucked in too tight you know because like when the sheets are tucked in so tight at a hotel uh, and you feel crushed i hate it is it is isn't the weighted blanket gonna make me feel like i'm crushed and claustrophobic no i think it does the opposite it makes you feel secure uh-huh. and it, again i think it's a womb thing uh-huh. i think it makes you feel like that straight up that baby yeah. you know what i mean yeah. i want to be that baby you son don't. stop looking at zelda like that <laughs> stop looking at zelda like that you can't be the baby most of our wishes in life, I think, come back down to wanting to crawl back inside the womb. I want to be a baby! 
I don't. I don't want to be inside my mother's womb. I'm good. I'm good where I am. Maybe a different one. Maybe some. Whose womb would you want to be in? (laughs) That's what celebrity womb? What celebrity womb? Crawl back into celeb wombs. Everybody's talking about them. No, I don't know. I'm gonna go. Hmm. Maybe. Um. Maybe Amy Adams. Who is like? Actually, I shouldn't pick someone I would have sex with. I'm gonna say like. Like a mother, like a like Lily Tomlin or something. Yeah, I was gonna say like Kathy Bates. I'd want to live inside a Kathy Bates. Yeah, or or that that oh, what's her name? She plays a mom and everything. Uh, She was in Joan of Arcadia. She was in that movie. Whoa, what a (laughs) ref! I can't believe you just quoted. I haven't thought about Joan of Arcadia in a minute. Oh yeah, a little bit embarrassed that I even know about Joan of Arcadia. I'm proud of you, Mary Steenburgen. Yes, I would crawl into her womb. Oh, that's a good one, too. You're right. I agree. Oh, well, I guess if I said Diane Keaton, that would be... <sighs> no, that's good. Why is that bad? Um, Because I would... I, it's another person I'd have sex with. <laughs> well, yeah, of course, even I literally still. can't think of a single one person. <laughs> I fucked up. I need therapy, dog. That just means you know no bounds, you know, and, I, and I'm proud of you, you know? Mm-hmm. You know whose womb I think I would also crawl inside of, if they had a womb, would be John Legend. We yeah. have to throw out our mazels because John Legend won People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive. And you know what? I know that it was a controversial stance for me to take back in the day when Blake Shelton won because I Ugh. still agree with it. I'm not scared of saying that. Uh, I still, I'm still, that was a moment why I didn't want to be just like Jackie Zabrowski. I <laughs> love Blake Shelton. I love that he loves booze and I love that he just loves to love. And that he can't do anything without drinking. And that is something that I used to identify with Blake Shelton about, but I don't identify anymore. But I can still find him just as seedily, dirtily attractive. But John Legend won People Magazine. I gotta say, as someone that follows his social media, of course, Chrissy Teigen's social media, he just seems like a good guy. He does. I like John Legend. I think he's a little, uh, in terms of being the sexiest, I think he's just like, he doesn't really like light it on fire for me, you know, but but he is very nice and sweet and I would love to be like a good friend of his. I would say I usually feel the same way, but there was a video that Chrissy Teigen posted a couple of weeks ago. They were at Halloween Horror Nights and John Legend was drunk and he got up on the, they have this like stage where people perform old classic rock songs and he got up on the stage and started singing his own music on the stage at Halloween Horror Nights and then a bunch of people came around and started singing with him and I was like I'd fuck that version of John Legend yeah that's because amazing because he was yeah. doing this like like because his music is very it's beautiful and sexy in a way that I never look at myself as like I am not smooth by any right. account you know right. what I mean and so I never listen to a John Legend and be like ooh yeah you wanna slide into me because <laughs> I say things like do you wanna slide into me right yeah <laughs> And it makes me want to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> I have always, yeah, I've always had zero interest in John Legend in terms of his music. But, um, yeah, you bring up a good point in the sense, like, man, I'd love if he was, like, my dad or, like, my na- dad's friend, yeah, neighbor. Yeah, dad's friend, for sure. Yeah, dad's na- next-door neighbor buddy that just hangs, at, like, we'd be just <laughs> kicking it, giving me advice. You know, you don't have to play football. You can play, you know. The theater. Uh huh. You know what I mean? You he would, yeah. yeah. He would be very reassuring. Yeah. He would like push me to achieve my dreams. You know what I mean? And he and Chrissy Teigen have that fun, like, 
she's sassy and he's a little boring, you know, like going on together. <laughs> and they pull it off great. They do. They do. They and really I like, do. It makes me like him more. That she's very interesting makes me think that he must be really interesting. Yeah, she really balances out the situation because if not, I'd be like, what's that cardboard box? Oh my God, it's John <laughs> How dare you? No, he's a little Starbucks. <laughs> this is going to be the second week in a row that I mentioned uh, Jesus Christ Superstar Live. Right, but, the, the, the EGOT. Yeah, but he killed it. But he yeah. won an Emmy for it. So he won an Emmy for being the executive producer of Jesus Christ Superstar Live. While also, And he also played Jesus. He did a... He did an amazing job. As someone that grew up listening to Jesus Christ Superstar, because my mom was obsessed with it, like I remember even my mom called me. She's like, oh, my God, did you see John Legend <laughs> as Jesus Christ? Oh, what a performer. She just kept saying, what a performer. He is. He's a, he is a great performer. He is a great <laughs> performer. And I do love their, of course, everyone loves their love because the, Chrissy Teigen's first response to when it finally came out that he won was, dude, I get to bone people's sexiest man alive, which that's great. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, she's she's fun. She's like not the most fun person on earth. The way that I think she sometimes, I think sometimes like we've talked about with like Jennifer Lawrence and like sometimes when a woman is just like a little bit out of the ordinary, everyone's like, "Look at this crazy woman! She's fun! Wait, she's wait, so wait, 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 wait! She has breasts and she makes me smile." Yes, exactly. Right. Look at look at this uh, insane woman who dares to speak jokes and like so. There's a little bit of that going on with Chrissy Teigen, but I also think that she is legit, uh, smart and funny and interesting. Oh, for sure. And also, I had no idea that John Legend was an egot. I didn't know he got the Emmy. He got the so he got the Grammy for his song "Shine" in. Um, he had a song for the R&B song "Shine." He got a Grammy for the 2016 song "Glory." For uh, that's from Selma, which is uh-huh. nuts. He got another. He got best male R&B vocal performance for Ordinary People. Glory's a good song. Yeah, I'll, that, give, I'll yeah. give him that. Glory's a great song. In fact, he also yeah. won an Oscar because of it, which yeah. because of Glory from Selma, and he won the Tony for his. He got the Tony for best revival of a play with his production of Jitney, which I know nothing about. Now I feel bad that we're over here like, I guess he's fine and he's an EGOT. <laughs> we're like, look at this fucking EGOT, I, plain, I, plain old EGOT. That's the thing. I mean, it's so ridiculous for me. To say, this is just how ridiculous the world is when you talk about pe- celebrities. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like that guy achieved gas. more than I'll ever achieve in a, in a three lifetimes. We're like, he kind of sucks. He has done something that a very, very select list of people have achieved. Um <laughs> I just, I'm sorry, everybody. I'm a, I, you know what? I'm an asshole. No, this is what part of being so engrossed in celebrity gossip does to you is that it makes you forget what you do in your everyday life where, you know, right. yeah, I, I'm a piece of garbage. But yeah. standing off to the side, it's why we watch 90 Day Fiance is because then we have other people to compare ourselves to. It goes from John Legend up here to 90 Day Fiance down below us, even though they're not below us because they're doing great. A lot of them are. He won an EGOT and Sexiest Man Alive, and I'm going to go home tonight and play a video game for probably six to eight hours straight. (laughs) I'm proud of you. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just going to lay that out there in terms of who the cardboard box really is. He also seems like a very nice dad. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Again, I literally said earlier, I would like for him to be my father. I, li- I love my dad. 
<laughs> but like if it was my two dads maybe situation or something like that too if he was gay with my dad i would fucking love yeah, that he would be a great like dad's partner later in life right you know exactly i think i'd watch that tape am i allowed to say that <laughs> what? yeah no not in a million years i, think I would watch that tape. Is, that, is that possible allow possibly allow you don't want to think about your parents having sex you don't want to think about your parents hypothetically having sex with their later in life partner john michael <laughs> felix gray eyes are watching you they see your every move without eye strain felix gray eyes are watching you my eyes don't hurt cause my felix grace felix grace felix grace you may not realize it but the average american blasts their eyes with bright screens for 11 hours every day slurping up pictures of daddies when you consider how much our day revolves around our devices it don't seem so crazy i mean there's got to be at least 10,000 hours of 90 day fiance alone the fact is we can't eliminate extensive screen time from our lives but you can protect your eyes from it with a pair of Felix Grey blue light filtering glasses available in both non-prescription and prescription. The majority of Americans live with tired, dry eyes, blurry vision, or headaches caused by screens. If this sounds familiar, Felix Grey glasses are for you. Can't have your vision all distorted while you glare at Paul and Carini's love. Divorce all Carini? Divorce Paul is garbage. Felix Grey glasses filter at 90% of high-energy blue light and eliminate 99% glare coming from your daily barrage of screens. Roll from one iteration of 90 day to the next without ever having to stop for pee breaks. That's what pots and pans are for. Unlike other blue light filtering glasses, Felix Grey uses proprietary blue light technology embedded into the lens as opposed to a cheap coating that can easily chip or scratch over time. I am so hard on my glasses. I'm as hard on my glasses as Darcy is on her self-esteem. I've had mine for over a year and still haven't scratched them. And I'm not talking about my self-esteem. Felix Grey is on a mission to make fashionable, high-quality blue light protection widely accessible by offering a variety of frames for all face shapes and style preferences, like my sex kitten yellow tortoise shell ones. Felix Grey frames are handcrafted from the same high-quality materials used in high-end designer frames like organic Italian acetate and German-engineered steel. It may seem like I'm on a highway to hell, but my Felix Greys are on a stairway from heaven right to the alley of my peepers. Felix Grey glasses are available in non-prescription, prescription, and readers, as well as adult and kid sizes. Ain't nobody got time for their eyes to hurt. You guys remember that? Don't go another day looking at screens without the help of some Felix Greys. Go to felixgrayglasses.com slash page seven for free shipping and 30 days of risk-free returns or exchanges. That's felixgrayglasses.com slash page seven. felixgrayglasses.com slash page seven. Hey now, hey now, this is what dreams are made of. You started your own business, right? You have no boss. You are the boss. You're the CEO. Oh my God. No one told me there would be so much admin work. Reality check. Running your own business is hard, but HoneyBook makes it easy. Now I finally have time to be Demi Moore in Disclosure. HoneyBook is an online business management tool that organizes your client communications, bookings, contracts, and invoices 
all in one place. So you better start cinching up those oddly in fashion loose suits, Michael Douglas, because in the game of business, efficiency is sexy. And I get my work done in an organized and quick fashion. It's perfect for freelancers, entrepreneurs, or small business owners that want to consolidate their services they already use, like QuickBooks, Google Suite, Excel, and MailChimp. It's all in one place, which I also yell alongside, you want to consolidate these services while pointing at my crotch? I'm a professional, just like Demi Moore. With HoneyBook, you can automate your business work. They have easy-to-use templates for emails, proposals, brochures, and invoices. You ain't even gotta think ahead. They also have e-signatures and built-in automation to save you time and get you paid faster, straight up. As someone that looks and acts unprofessional professionally, it really ups my game and makes me seem like an actual businesswoman that doesn't write Adidas all day I dream about sex on her shoes still. It's that good. Simplify your to-do list and stay in control with HoneyBook. And right now, HoneyBook is offering our listeners 50% off when you visit HoneyBook.com slash page 7. Payment is flexible, and this promotion applies whether you pay monthly or annually. Go to HoneyBook.com slash page 7 for 50% off your first year. That's HoneyBook.com slash page 7. I think my mom would be 100% down with the whole situation, you know, assuming he pulled, like, a Jackie relationship situation and, like, you know, it was like, oh, surprise, we had a kid, two kids, but I'm gay. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I think she would at least accept this new relationship wholeheartedly. Yeah, you could all, it could be like a little bit like Grace and Frankie, where, yeah. you know, oh. maybe she then partners with some partners great, with somebody, uh, you know, whoever you would want to be your Chrissy Teigen. Ma, Chrissy Teigen. Yeah, and that'd then, be great. Then, oh, my God. Because my mom also needs that counterpart. That's why I love her friend Peggy does this for her. Really kind of lo- gets her to loosen up Peggy. and just have fun. She, everyone needs a Peggy, uh-huh. right? That friend that you go get lunches with and are like, tell me how you really fucking feel. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you gab, true. gab, 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 gab. Oh, and you yeah. get Bad Girls Club. This is yeah. why, it, it, it's the same with that show, Bad Girls Club. It's like, aren't we all a little Bad Girls Club? Or we <sighs> have the friend that makes us a little Bad Girls Club. I'm a lot yeah. of Bad Girls Club, I feel like. We all need that. Your mother yeah. likened me to that friend of hers, but we weren't out like getting juiced. Oh, you're totally my Peggy. You're Absolutely. I'm your Peggy. Your mother said I'm her Peggy as well. <laughs> you're you're very you're you might be a lot of people's Peggy, Jackie. Yeah, you're a lot of I people's think you're Peggy. You're my Peggy too. Yeah. You're one of them. I might have a couple Peggies, definitely. but you're definitely one of them. Throw the baby in the trash. We're drinking Margs tonight. No. I will say that Molly did look at me over the weekend and was like, Do you want to do shots? And I was like, Yeah. I mean, yeah, you were my Peggy this weekend, Molly. Yeah, you I were was... my Peggy too. I got, I, I, I was supposed to take a cab back to the hood with Jackie. She's staying by the same neighborhood. I just drunkenly ditched her and took a separate Uber home because she got me those shots. Fucking wrecked me. You know, my inner Peggy has been dormant for about a year and a half, <laughs> two years, two and a half years. Uh, and so when you add in all the the time of doing the IVF and all of that, so you know, Peggy, I got to keep that Peggy alive here and there. And all the Peggy. In the world right now, if you're listening to this show, we salute you. And salute there should you. there should be a National Peggy Day. You know what? I'll where- salute you right now because I've got wine in my red solo cup and it is not noon yet. <laughs> That's yeah. why you're Peggy. Yeah, you're so Peggy. Yeah, it's a peggy it's just a little wine. It's mostly spritz. That's such a Peggy thing to say. That is such a Peggy thing to say. It's not noon yet, but it's mostly spritz. Yeah, yeah. That it was mostly so water. Peggy. Honestly, it was Peggy and it was also Barbara. 
Uh, and again, <laughs> at, 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 they're interchangeable, but Barbara, everyone needs a Barbara as well. <laughs> Um, for sure. But yeah, they just, just getting lit up like a, just getting your uptight mother lit up like a Christmas tree in the middle of a random Wednesday. You know what Why I mean? Why not? <laughs> Life's too short. <laughs> but you know what's the opposite of being a Peggy is John Legend and Kelly Clarkson's new woke version of Baby It's Cold Outside. Now we're Let's not going to get into the whole thing. We're not. Yeah. But I do have to say, I love John Legend and Kelly Clarkson singing together. I don't think that the original is that bad because people have explained the lingo from back in the day, which I can post, but I won't get into it right now. Don't get into it, but get into it. Well, the the, the I feel like the it's the the gist of it. If when without without getting into it, but dipping our toes, let's is get that, into it. I'll toe dip. I'll toe. Let's toe dip because it's interesting. Because I I totally agree with this argument that the original is not. Not quite as like creepy as uh, kind of consensus has come to think in the last few years, because the problem is that back in the day, men and women, and particularly women, weren't allowed to be a Peggy and be like, "Yeah, I totally want to stay in bone." So they had to be so indirect and coy about it, and it wasn't healthy for anybody. And so they're like, Ooh, "I'm flirting. Can we do that? Maybe, maybe." Yeah. That's all. It's like it's the line say what's in this drink, which I actually did not know until Got Daddy explained this to me. Is that it was a joke back in the day where it's like when you say to someone that like kind of flubs up when they say something's like, "What are you high?" But it's one of those jokes of like, "Say what's in this drink." That it actually it's not like there's a roofie in the drink, right? <laughs> it, it, it's a, it's like a it's a, it's supposed to be a, j- a jibe, but now they've changed all the lyrics. Which the problem is that I really I very much respect the woman that helped write. It's one of the writers of Insecure, someone I've worked with in the past, Natasha Rothwell, who is an amazing comedian. She wrote helped write this song for them, and so instead, spin it around a little bit. That like as she's saying all of the lines. John Legend's character is essentially like, let me call you an Uber. Why don't I just put you into an Uber? Uh, in the end, like, oh, your Uber's arrived, essentially is what's happening in this. But also, if I'm finna fuck, and a dude is just like, I'ma call you an Uber, I'ma call you an Uber, I'm gonna call you an Uber. That dude doesn't want to fuck me, and then I'm being the bad, right? Right, <laughs> I think a little that's bit. Right. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a devastating move to be like are you interested in me and have the guy be like I'll call you an Uber I'll call you an Uber your Uber's outside (laughs) I just think this I think that first of all every sketch comedy group has a parody fucking version of this song now to like whatever to make a comment on this song second of all uh, I think that there are a million Christmas songs and there's tons of shit that doesn't hold up in context in any given time period. I say it's just, just move. I feel like this song comes up as problematic now for the past three years. It really is. Definitely. Um, I'm cool to move. I'm cool to not hear it for a while. unless. But, well, the, the thing know. about the song is that it's a boring Christmas song. Yeah, see, it's not, I, and, and, see, I like this song. But see, I loved it. Uh, uh, SNL did it. It was, who was it? SNL. 
What uh, I really, th- I think I just always wanted to be in a classy position of, in my brain, listening to this song when I was uh, like 11 years old, of just wrapped up in a fur and with like, with like my glass clinking and a man just so desperately wanting to have sex with me. Right. And I wanted to be coy. And if there's one thing I've never been in my life, it is coy. <laughs> So, so it was uh, it was Sigourney Weaver and Buster Poindexter. What? That did a just straight up version of it. It's not even funny or anything. Like they just do a straight up classic version of the song in SNL, and I always enjoyed it off of that. Yeah. But I'll also burn it to the ground because I don't give a food. <laughs> that's the thing. I think I could go the rest of my Christmases without hearing it and I would never, literally never miss it. Right. There are so many good Christmas songs. Right. There are so that many. True. And, and and to be honest, most of the good ones, in my opinion, aren't about boning. I know that it is a bony holiday sometimes. But it's not a bony holiday. It's, it's not, not a bony holiday. holiday. It's bo- not really a bony holiday. Is it's this... sometimes a secretly bony holiday, but it's not that, you know, it's just I, I, like Santa Baby we've talked ad nauseum yeah, about. that song Ugh. makes me want to throw up Ugh. on your child, Molly. <laughs> <It's>... Don't. <laughs> Any, but anytime anybody does the, I'm an adult baby. Yeah. I like to talk like a baby bait. You know what I mean? Like, that's always great. Especially when you do it. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jackie, baby. That holdy, holdy come by. No. Oopsie doopsie. No. Made oopsie poopsie no. in my pants. And it's dribbling all the way down my little ass. No kink shame, but it's not my kink. <laughs> It's not for me, and that's okay. I feel like in this very specific context, you're allowed to kink shame. Just this once, me as a little baby pooping in my I pants. I kink shame at you specifically yeah, right I now. I think you're yes. allowed this one of them. It's a hold in shame. Yeah, it's a hold in shame. Hold in shame. <laughs> you're always allowed to hold in shame. I'm yeah. hold in shaming you, and and yuck, <laughs> and yuck. Well, I mean, because also, you know, it's not going to be the first time I'm bringing up this holiday season. I was just looking at, the, I was going through my Spotify because they've got a bunch of dumb Thanksgiving playlists, and I love Thanksgiving playlists. And on almost every single one, Hello by Adele was on, which... I don't understand why. <laughs> and because I love that. I do love that song, but it does make me cry. And man, right before we started recording, I listened to that. I hate Pentatonix, but oh. they've got the Hallelujah song. And I immediately started to cry. Dude, I listen to that fucking Pentatonix Hallelujah song every Christmas. And what is wrong with me? I think I blame you. Did you get me into Pentatonix? I don't. I wouldn't say I got you into Pentatonix because I'm not a huge <laughs> fan. But that fucking song. Oh yes, they do good, oh. and it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing how much I like Pentatonix's version of Hallelujah because there are so many better versions, specifically the original version. Uh, but man, will I listen to Pentatonix? I'll listen to all of their Christmas stuff, but particularly Hallelujah, and it's particularly embarrassing. Like something about Pentatonix singing like. Jingle bells. It's like, well, yeah, that's dumb. But singing "Hallelujah" like a truly beautiful song and being like, "I'm so moved by Pentatonix," it's shameful. It's like I mean, it's the opposite of the brown note. It's the opposite right. of like the, you got the brown note, which is the brown note. Apparently, it's a note that you hit and makes people shit. But then it's the <laughs> note on the other side of that that gives you the tingles. Uh-huh. Right. I love that feeling when listening to a song. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, we were we were just what was it? Uh, we were just listening to that Lauren Hill album, "The Miseducation." That like um, 
those two songs, the Zion song and the other one, those give it to me a little bit, right? And the like, care for me, care for me, you say you'll be there for me. Those songs. I'll, I haven't listened to that album in years, but I, now I know. I know, Blast from the Past, yeah. right? Also, I really like Pentatonix's Labor Day album. Oh yeah, is it one. yeah, is it all about respecting <laughs> those that work hard for us? They work for us. It's very cool that they do it. We watch this will bring this will make some connections to other things I think in the show. So we watch Sesame Street in the morning uh with Freddie and you know, they have uh different like famous people on to sing fun songs and John Legend is one of them and the ones that are like available to us on demand and one of them is Pentatonics and they do uh, I think that they're counting to eight or something, you know, and uh, so they'll, you know, the like they will have like a famous singer come in and then adjust their hits so that they're singing about the letter of the day or the number of the day. And we've been watching this episode for weeks and getting was like, so apparently this is a really famous acapella group called Pentatonics. Uh, <laughs> it's everywhere in your life, Molly. <laughs> <laughs> and I just hadn't, I knew they were an acapella group, but I was like, this sounds like pentatonics, but I didn't know they were pentatonics. I don't know what pentatonics looks like. They're young and hot. They are young and hot. I know it. They're no rockapella, and I'll say this every year. They're no fucking rockapella. They are definitely on Sesame Street doing the number of the day, and it's cute as hell. God damn it. But you know what's the, um, we're talking opposite of brown notes. We're talking opposite of cute <laughs> of hell. We have to talk about Alex Trebek. We have to bring up this viral oh. video that went everywhere because don't know about you guys, but I cried maybe three times to it. I cried so much when I watched. So uh, Lexi was in bed and I was like, I know I have to watch this. This was like two nights ago because it was like all over the internet and I know it's for me. And it was so hard to see. Such a stone cold Alec break in a, in a moment of emotion. Yeah, because if there's one thing that Alex Trebek is, it's consistently emotionless. Yes, he is, he is not a robot, <laughs> fully confirmed, on Jeopardy, in that one exact moment. <laughs> it is. It, so Alex Trebek, for those of you that do, uh, do not know, his cancer has come back, and he is starting chemo again. He's in stage four pancreatic cancer. And the show is taped two and a half months in advance. And Alex Trebek, which I did not know, has not missed a single taping in 35 years. It's and he insane. said now that he's going back in for chemo again, that he's going to do it until he really, truly cannot anymore. And on this week's episode, the, I'm assuming the dude didn't know the answer for the final Jeopardy. Yes, he did not know it. So so yeah. he just wrote, we love you, Alex, I instead. Yeah. And he... Um, and he... It was so touching because the way that um, Trebek took it was so like you could just see his his heart crumble. Yeah, and he almost burst into tears, but then he kept it going because he's a goddamn professional. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He like stops for a second, and his voice kind of catches, and then he goes right back to just being like Alex Trebek, who responds to whatever your anecdote is by being like. Terrific. I hope you had fun, you know. And then he was like, oh, you didn't get it. But then he kept going, and it was extremely, extremely touching. I just, and apparently he's also like an extreme perfectionist, and part of 
at least the symptoms he is getting from chemotherapy is that he gets a lot of mouth sores that makes it very difficult for him to speak as well as pronounce things properly. So whenever he misspeaks or anything, he immediately does the take again, but it's just really starting to interfere with his performance. Right, right. It's so awful. awful. And like, I I have to say, it's been like a year of this kind of stuff for me in my personal life. Um, And then also uh, watching that this week and then also last night I watched the farewell which is amazing and i like highly highly recommend it's about a chinese family uh uh essentially like i don't want to give away too much but sort of like with the dying grandmother but it's Uh a comedy starring aquafina it's comedy drama comedy sad a lot of laughs though but you're just like (laughs) you know what i mean sounds like maybe a uh a higher quality version of the Family Stone. Oh uh, yeah, I loved the Family Stone. Loved, no, it's also like Other People, which everyone has to watch. I I still yeah. haven't seen Other People, but I finally last year last holiday season on Jackie's relentless recommendation did watch the Family Stone, and I did definitely cry. The spin uh, on the farewell is that, um, and and a lot of like Chinese culture. Is this spoiler alert? No, not spoiler. It's like the opening premise. Is that the family? If they know they're they're uh, like nearing death, they're like family wide not allowed to tell the grandmother, right? The old person, right? So they she only has like three months is the premise, and so they have to. They're like around her, pretending to be putting on a wedding, and really they're there to like be with her, and so every like scene has like a double meaning to it. You know what I mean? And the fan, it's also the the comedy of the family trying to like hold their shit together, uh-huh. you know? And the grandmother no, just being like, why I is everybody can't. being so fucking stupid right now? You know what I mean? And wow. Like, it's so See, but then good. that's so scary. I, I, someone, I mean, I probably shouldn't speak to it because it is not my culture at all, but I feel like in any time anyone was being extra nice to be like, am I about to die? Am I about to die? Is that why you're being nice to me? Exactly. Nice there is, now? There is that vibe. Die? And they do kind of, a, they do a great job of, because of, uh, Aquafina, the main character, she's like American born. And so she, and she's like the granddaughter and she is very tortured by the idea of like I think I should tell her you know what I mean and so they really kind of yeah do a great job of like placing it in the culture and like why they do this by you know throughout uh-huh. like oh it's so good everyone needs to watch the farewell oh, it's it. brilliant I even I almost cried just watching the trailer for the farewell which is why I bookmarked like I earmarked it of well, I'm gonna get back to this when I'm real holiday sad <laughs> yes exactly I'm like I'm ready for this I got Alex fucking me up you know I lost a grandmother this year I'm like I need this shit so yeah I just sat with Lexi and just quietly cried for an hour and 40 minutes. <laughs> Hold it. Have you seen other people? Oh, yeah. You forced me. Okay, I, I thought did force you I to wasn't watch allowed it. to be friends with you unless I saw other people. I thought it was one of those. I mean, I let Molly get away with it, but that's because of the babies. So now <laughs> there's no excuse. I, uh, oh, there was some, what I was just thinking of a, another really sad thing. Oh, please. I want to hear more. I love no, that sad I'm avoiding, things. That I'm avoiding watching. Maybe it was Chernobyl. Uh, I still can't watch Chernobyl. Everyone's rough. like, don't watch Chernobyl right now. Chernobyl is fucking But Chernobyl won't make rough. you cry. Chernobyl will just make you ache. Uh-huh. Yeah, it just makes you just upset. <laughs> so upset. <laughs> it's so good. I'm not, listen, I am so fully ready for this upcoming television season that I am already watching Hallmark um, holiday movies. Ooh, I, I mean, they're Jackie. everywhere. 
I found a Thanksgiving one, and I know that you love your your specifically branded Thanksgiving content. Ugh, and I love it. So I'm not trying to watch. I'm not watching any of your recommended sad things. I'm only <laughs> watching the uh, baking, the various baking ones. I st- I watched Great British Bake Off Holiday the Edition. The Holiday Edition. Oh, yeah. I started watching it. Yeah, I. I'm thinking a lot about whether or not I want to bone Paul Hollywood, um, and I'm watching the regular bake holiday baking championship on Food Network, and I'm watching the Hallmark movies. That's all. See, you know what you need to do, though, that will fill you with happiness, but also nostalgic crying, which I did yesterday, because I was like, I, I kept hearing that, so Disney Plus launched yesterday, and of course, everyone was on it, so I, I guess it kept going down and people were having a lot of issues with it so late last night I was like let me just see I'm gonna do the like seven day free trial let me just see and probably I want to get it but I'm not sold on paying for this yet man looking at that app I went down memory fucking lane how many shows that I forgot existed that are on this God damn. Ooh, it's to the point that it's evil of yeah, the things that they have. <laughs> Tell me, because I was thinking about this last night because Gideon got it so that he could watch The Mandalorian, but he was like, so now we have Disney Plus. But I'm like, I was never really like a Disney movie kid. like, And so... I'm like, I, I feel like a lot of parents are like, oh, I can't wait to like show my kid the Little Mermaid and stuff. And I was like a hater, and so I don't didn't have that with Disney movies. I hate her. <laughs> I was too, I was a hater. I'm not proud, but I was. But but I know that there must be a bunch of Disney content that I do have a childhood nostalgic relationship with. Um, but I but tell me like what what were what was really setting off your your uh your synapses. Well, I will say that um I got very very excited because Return to Oz is on there, which I mean, I I actually have not seen Return to Oz, but everyone in my life, I've like a good amount of people around me, it's one of their favorite movies as a kid that fucked them up but in a weird way it's like it's almost like a dark crystal kind of thing where i was uh-huh. terrified of the sexies um of the skexies in dark crystal but apparently Ew, returned that's to Oz. Called them, yeah called they're my that. sexies <laughs> I was afraid of that. just the come all over me. too as a child. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that would have been branded a sexy, it was definitely scary to me as a child. Yeah, they had all the sexies on there. They have a lot of the good fuck, uh, the good fun Muppet movies. Like Whoa. I was going to say, because I know they own the Muppets, so the Muppet. They have the Muppets. <laughs> yeah, they fuck good Muppets. Fuck. Yeah, the fuck Muppets. Said, no, Meet said the Feebles fuck. is not on there. I wish Meet the Feebles on there. I, I'm definitely gonna go in and re. I've been meaning to rewatch Great Muppet Caper for That's a great. long time now. They've got all the Muppet stuff on there, but it was like the kind of thing where Jeff looked up and he's like, "Oh my God, they have the Rocketeer." And then he looked at me and just told a beautiful story about the first time he ever saw the Rocketeer. It's those kind of things where it's like I remember how much I watched like Darkwing Duck, and that was such a happy time in my life uh-huh. that I do want to watch it. I remember it's like like the original X Men cartoon that I don't know a whole lot about the superheroes, but that one I wanted to be Storm so much growing up that that was why I had originally gotten into meteorology was because I wanted to be that Storm so much you know you know what i um a little bit sheepish to say i would totally watch now is lizzie mcguire dude oh, for yeah. sure. and the reboot is coming out on disney plus too 
Oh, yeah, there's a reboot. There's a reboot that is her all grown up in her 30s, but still has the, like... Still being bumbly? Yes. Oh, she's still bumbly. Dude, this is what I'm saying. It's got so many dumb things on here that I'm just... So, like, Halloween Town. I was obsessed with Halloween Town. I'm looking mm. through all of the... They've got all the Home Alones on there. It's just so many things. they got 10 Things I Hate About You on there, which I could never find on any fucking streaming service, and it's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. I actually keep saying... I want to go because I never watched that one. I actually want to go back and watch that. I was also I was a Darkwing Duck, dude. Dude, all right. Yeah, so I'm, I'm telling into that. you, I'm I'm I know I I don't I know I don't need to pitch this to anyone because I think it yeah. had like four million signups yesterday. Oh, but it's I, an e- very evil corporation evil. at this point. Yeah, it's evil, evil. But it is every single thing that I look at. I'm just like, oh, but I forgot that movie existed, and they yeah. have like a whole. <laughs> genre that it's just feel good sports movies of all of the like <laughs> ones I loved as a kid it oh it is so evil and I immediately paid for it yeah <laughs> even though you had a 7 day freeze trial you just paid for it anyway of course I did I signed up I'm so I signed my life away to it because it is 6.99 a month for my fucking childhood yeah, yeah. they That's... own our childhood and are selling it back to us they're yep. selling it back to us That's exactly what the problem is I hate it I hate it. I love it. <laughs> I hate it. I love it. Between that and his dark materials right now, like I don't even know what to do with myself. I'm also watching his dark materials. Oh my god. I am not because I'm reading it with my wife. Because my that's wife. what we like to do. We like to <laughs> we did that with Game of Thrones. We did that with um what else we did that with? Uh da 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 da. Oh, we've done it with other stuff, and now we're doing it with you this. Harry it, Potter. You Harry read Potter. it whilst the new stuff is coming out. We'll, and like, then... read a book together, and then we'll, like, watch the stuff, right? Uh-huh. So with Harry Potter, it was super fun, because neither of us had read or seen any of it before, so we just devoured it together, and... It's always fun to have, like, a companion piece to the book you're reading. Yeah, that is fun. You know, you get just a little bit more. You're like, oh, cool. Now that we've, you know, ingested it this way, we get to ingest it this way. And I love, I, I'm a, such a nerd for, like, adap- adaptations and discussing them and talking about, like, why, oh, why did they leave this out? Oh, I get why they left this out, but I feel like they could have done this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, it's very fascinating to talk about the ins and outs of that with somebody, you know, and then have sex. Whoa. <laughs> oh, my God. The Brave Little Toaster. Oh, I was going to ask about the Brave Little that. Toaster. Oh if the Brave God. Little Toaster's on there, I'll, I, I, I got to go. Homeward Bound? Is Homeward Bound <laughs> on there? Homeward Bound is also on oh, here. Oh, shit. <laughs> shit. The Brave, the brave little, little Toaster. That's, oh, my God. Oh, oh no. I'm going to watch Lord. that today. That's going to be a rough afternoon. Yeah, I'm going to watch that. I hate how hard you're selling Disney Plus to people right now. That's not. <laughs> I know, you know. I'm sorry, but I was. I was that person. <laughs> I really was. I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to get it. And of course, because same as Giddy and Jeff was like, oh, well, I have to watch The Mandalorian. And I was like, all right. I couldn't even possibly care. Yeah, Jeff. Oh god, I gotta watch. Oh, watch. Oh, oh. Sure. No, that's not what he sounds like. He's very demure. <laughs> the Mandalorian. But I also, kind of am. I want to do doing that. Jinx. <laughs> every room you use, every tchotchke you choose, every pillow you fluff, there's space for all your stuff when you use Modsy. Oh, can't you see? You deserve Modsy. Every possible design, you can get it online. 
Monty.com is the revolutionary online interior home design service that starts at just around $50. That is a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of the cost of hiring an interior designer and so much easier. And you ain't even gotta leave the house for it. Just take a few photos and measurements of your space, furniture and all, take their style quiz, and the Monty designers create two custom design plans for you. Taking the pictures is also great impetus to clean your house. Just saying. I hold on to all my silly furniture and tchotchkes like I was raised in the Depression. Monty really helped incorporate all my ridiculous things into an adult design that doesn't make you ask, why is there a large tortoise slash ottoman in the middle of the living room? Sherman makes sense now. Monty's groundbreaking 3D technology lets you see different layouts and tour your virtual space, just like JoJo on Fixer Upper. With their price matching guarantee and exclusive savings, you can shop all the beautiful furniture in your Mozzie designs at once from one easy checkout. And it provides different styles of designs too. More of a classic designed person that would scream at the sight of Sherman, mucking up their meticulously crafted room? Not a prob. You get unlimited revisions. Plus, Modsy guarantees you land on a design you love or your money back. This month only, when our listeners go to modsy.com, start a design project, and use code PAGE, you will get 20% off. That's 20% off for our listeners at modsy.com, code PAGE. M-O-D-S-Y dot com, code PAGE. Oh, you fill up my belly like nobody else. You give me delicious flavors, make me overwhelmed. And when my tummy is rumbly, you can definitely tell. You don't know. You don't know you need perfect snacks. Perfect Snacks line of fresh-from-the-fridge protein bars are made with freshly ground nut butter, up to 17 grams of whole food protein, and 20 superfoods, all combined to create a cookie dough-like texture that is just as nutritious as it is delicious. And if you are a 32-year-old that is just starting to get into One Direction, you need to do something actually good for yourself. Try Perfect Snacks! With delicious flavors like dark chocolate peanut butter, almond butter, coconut peanut butter, you won't have to sacrifice taste for health. Save the sacrificing of your dignity when you do mid-30s karaoke to One Direction. All Perfect Snacks products are first of its kind and kept refrigerated for optimal texture and taste and stay fresh for up to one week out of the fridge. Perfect to take on the go, wherever you need a snack and to help avoid any meltdowns. And baby, baby, do I act like a baby when I am hungry. Not only do I thank Perfect Snacks for keeping me from screeching publicly, but everyone around me also thanks them as well. In addition to tasting good, these bars will help you feel good because they're non-GMO, project-verified, gluten-free, soy-free, kosher, low-GI, and made in the USA. Hey, it's a party in the USA! In my mouth. Right now, Perfect Bar is offering you 15% off your online order. Just go to perfectbar.com slash page 7. Shop their refrigerated snacks at perfectbar.com slash page 7 today to get 15% off your order. Make your day a little more perfect at perfectbar.com slash page 7. I was just going to say that Mandalorian is one of those things that everyone's freaking out about, so I'm purposely not going to watch it for a long time. Kind of like um, the This Is America music video. (laughs) 
I like purposely didn't watch <laughs> it for like a month. Just because everyone's like, everyone's, everyone's watching it. You have to watch it. It's Mandalorian. It's Star Wars. It's Star Wars. I have to watch it. See, I was a hater when I was a kid, but you're a hater now. I kind of, I just don't like when everybody all has to watch something. That's, I'm just like, I'm not watching it then. That's what hater means. Yeah, you're yeah, being a, I'm a hater. hater. I'm a giver and I'm a lover. So. Wow. <laughs> Are you a bitch and are you a fucking mother? (laughs) I wish sometimes. Maybe someday I will. But I did think it was very funny because, again, as everyone is always telling me that I remind them of Werner Herzog. Again, another thing that, uh, that is a similarity between us. He is a part of the Mandalorian. I guess he's a tiny part in it. And I asked Jeff what part he was in it because I refused to watch it. And, um... He has never seen a Star War before. I laughed so hard when you emailed us and said, yeah. everyone's always telling me how much I remind them of Werner Herzog. <laughs> yeah, that is... <laughs> I could not. That was one of the funniest things you've ever emailed. Because of what your Instagram post? Like, what is... Like, what? how? Because I always talk <laughs> like this. <laughs> and he likes WrestleMania. He loves love WrestleMania. He loves keeping up with the Kardashian. He loves trash television and has never seen a Star War, but was it was it but is in the new Mandalorian show and that just delights me but so I was reading this and I was writing about this and Jeff was like well you do realize that he's got like a great sense of humor and I didn't actually know that Werner Herzog is is apparently a very funny person yeah I didn't know that either and because I love so I guess this was all it seems that it was a bit I was reading this interview that Werner Herzog did with the AV club and he had said in it that well he did say he would never relive an event or a moment in his own life because he likes to plow through life without ever looking back and so he asked why and blah 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 and he says because I'm not living in the past or looking at my past or looking at myself I don't even know the color of my eyes because I do not look at myself in the mirror but apparently that's a joke but I thought it was very fun it would be the most Herzog thing to ever exist that if he actually just didn't look at himself in the mirror. But also to be like, to say it and have everybody be like, that must be true. And then mm-hmm. to have him be like, I am joking. How great is that? <laughs> I want people to, it's like, oh, she, everything she says. She is such, oh my God, she is such a truthful person. She never exaggerates. Every Her word is her bond. <laughs> so good. No one's ever said it about me, and no one ever will say it about me, but I guess that's fine. My favorite line from the interview is, you have to understand how the trout is thinking. Because he he <laughs> likes to fish for trout by hand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, they asked him, uh, do you have a question you'd like to pose for the next person we interview? And he said, yes. Do you know how to open safety locks? Illegally, of course. Do you know how to forge a document? Let's say a shooting permit. In a country that has a military dictatorship? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were like, yeah, you teach that in your, like, um, I guess those, like, online education courses. Courses. He's like, yes, that is the only thing I teach in this. <laughs> and it's supposed to be about filmmaking, and he's teaching them how to pick locks. <laughs> oh, my God, he's a silly head. I he's love just him. a little German silly head. I love it. Best. This all stemmed, of course, as well, because I was watching Jeff fall asleep while watching 
meeting Gorbachev, but not because it was just because we had been up all night long, which is why he was falling asleep. He's like, no, it's really, really good, which is why I had to put it, I had to shut it off because it was actually keeping me awake, but I was making, I was making a jab. I was making a joke. I've made jokes before. That's what makes you Peggy. <laughs> I'm such a Peggy, aren't I? You are such a Peggy. See, every time you say Peggy, I think of um, either Peggy Hill or Peggy Bu- or Peg Bundy. So I especially take that as a compliment. It's literally just a Peggy is that lady who helps your uptight mother just get a little loose once a month. You know what I mean? Isn't there a Peggy in Mad Men? Isn't that what uh, what's her name is the 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 uh, uh, the Scientologist, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, Handmaid's Tale. Tom yes. Cruise, yeah. No. I know, I speak in your Elizabeth, language right now. Elizabeth. Hurley. Tom Cruise <laughs> and Elizabeth Moss. Oh, Moss. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is that her name in it? I never I got into the Mad Men. I couldn't do it. I have a memory trick for that. Every time I think of her name, I think, Elizabeth, what's on that tree? Oh, that's good. I remember cute. Moss. <laughs> I'm done with this. I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry. <laughs> All right, this is well, then I talk. guess it's time for the list, okay? Oh, who's on the list? Jackie, gotta have that list. We are doing 40 things you didn't know about Sesame Street because, again, like I said, it is the 50th anniversary of Sesame Street. God damn, I love me some Sesame Street. But looking at a lot of the pictures of what some of the puppets used to excuse me what the puppets used to look like was um they're actually fairly scary have you ever seen the picture that cookie monster used to have pointy teeth did you, yeah there was a there was a uh, there's an incredible twitter account called muppets in history um and there was a video that was tweeted out like a week or two ago that was the original ad like a commercial for uh you know crackers or something that jim henson had like gotten hired to do and in the ad, there are different puppets like talking about the different foods, and one of them is like the original kind of Cookie Monster like prototype. And it's like when you watch season one of The Simpsons, you know, or read Life is Hell, and you're like, oh, it's just, it's kind of, it's there, but it's not quite realized. Yeah. yeah. You know? Very, very upsetting. It's all very upsetting, but apparently the pointy teeth went away in 1969. Now, Psychology Today attempted to, but tongue-in-cheek, to diagnose the Sesame Street characters with mental disorders. <laughs> so the Count has OCD, of course, yeah, so he's counting things. The mm. Cookie Monster has an eating disorder. Go fuck yourself. Don't tell me <laughs> how to live my life. Turkeys need to be bigger. <laughs> I'm pro. Why don't they have cute clothes for bigger turkeys? And I am announcing this now uh, for 2020, but we need more slaw. More slaw. Yeah, I want more slaw in buildings. I want more slaw in schools. Okay, slaw. like, but is it? Are you ta- asking for mayo-based slaws or vinegar-based slaws? Vinegar-based slaws, gotta uh, be. Ooh, what's the southern slaw? I feel like it's more mayo-y, mayo-y. With, with pepper. And get more pepper in that slaw north. A mayo slaw is good if it's fresh, but like the like the little paper cup of slaw you get on the side of things. Yeah, that's bullshit no, slaw. Thank you. I used Fuck to that t- slaw. like especially when I would try to get as many calories when I was like, well, if I gave it to me, I'm gonna eat it anyway, whether I liked it or not, because again, I'm a cookie monster. I would take a bite of my sandwich and shoot the paper cup slaw behind <laughs> it just to eat it because I didn't want it to be thrown away. Right, you don't want to waste it. Oh man, I would eat slaw off a week old dead person right now. <laughs> Now I'm so hungry. <laughs> Ugh, well, that's why we're going to keep talking about how Snuffleupagus 
is depressed, but then Big Bird has schizophrenia because Snuffy is a grown bird, but Snuffleupagus, which will always blow my brain, is that he is not real. He's but no, no, no. There's an, I'm sorry to bring up this this Muppet history thing again, but there was this incredible video that they tweeted out like two or three weeks ago. That <gasps> so so Snuffleupagus is imaginary, right? But yes. in the like 1989, there was this thing where the the writers of Sesame Street got worried that because Snuffleupagus is telling all the adults about this thing that is like we can see him, Snuffleupagus. The adults, the the creators of Sesame Street were like, what if kids think that adults won't believe them if they have something like like uh, if they have to like report abuse and so they had this scene where all of the adults in like 1989 they're all lined up all of the human adults in sesame street see snuffleupagus for the first time and it's this incredible single shot pan across all their faces and they're all like 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 slack jawed and they're all looking at snuffleupagus and then they do this amazing thing where they're like Big Bird, we are so sorry we didn't believe you. And what? he's like, yeah, it's incredible. So there you go. Snuffleupagus is both real and a metaphor for sexual and physical abuse on children. No, he's not. He's evil. <laughs> he's not evil. No, it was just a, it was a it was a lesson in like apologizing to like they were like Big Bird, we're sorry that must have been really frustrating for you. And Big Bird was like, yeah, it was. And they were like, well, now we be- will believe you when you tell us something. It's incredibly moving. If you want to cry, go find it. Wait, where mm. is this from? I want to watch this. Uh, I'm sure it was on Twitter from this Muppets in History account. But I'm sure if you search like Snuffleupagus uh, real, you'll find it. Okay. Huh. All right, I'm definitely going to look into that because anything, it's honestly, it's like every That's time awesome. I watch um, Jim Henson, the, the footage from Jim Henson's funeral. Yeah, yeah. Always, and of course, oh my God. And the classic yes. explaining Big Bird to Big Bird what death means. Yes. Oh, the other one that's God. like, oh, I can't. Ouch. I can't handle that. God. Ouch. <laughs> well, this is a nice one, though. James Earl <laughs> Jones was the first celebrity to appear on Sesame Street. Isn't that fun? That is, and now they got pentatonics. <sighs> Oscar the Grouch was was orange originally. Weird. Weird. I don't know why he was orange. He just was. <laughs> and Snuffleupagus, his real name, his first name is Aloysius. That's, That's fun. Jigs. Hold oh, on. Double jigs. Oh no! What's gonna happen? Wait. What does she owe you? She can't say anything. Oh, she has to pay me a hundred dollars right now, and I'll say her name. <laughs> She I'm must have it. Thank you. Oh, it's no, a thank you. podcast <laughs> to be jinxed. But I would. I would just leave. I just like. Very difficult. I'll home a little early. <laughs> I can't believe we both said the same thing and then said jinx at the same time. That's incredible. I'm a jinxer. I'm a You are a jinxer. <laughs> You're like if a jinxer guy. You are a jinxer for sure. <laughs> um, Fran Brill was the first female puppeteer to work on Sesame Street. She was trained by the legendary puppeteers Frank Oz and Jim Henson. Which hell yeah. Did you, hell yeah. Did you guys watch the, by any chance, the behind the scenes making of the Dark Crystal prequel? No, not yet. Not yet. Because I did not watch the Dark Crystal prequel because I don't do fantasy, but I do do puppets. And so I watched the, with Gideon, I watched the making. He loved, the loved, loved the 10 episode prequel, but then he wanted to watch the 
uh, he sold me on watching the making of, and it's amazing. And it's really cool because all of these puppeteers who've been working with the uh, you know, with Sesame Workshop or with the uh, Henson Workshop forever are like working on this like the the like most money that's ever been invested in well, making a puppet. Show. And have you been to the Henson exhibit in in a, in a story? I haven't, the, but I've heard that it's amazing. I've been a couple times now. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Museum of Motion uh, Pictures, moving Museum of Moving Images. I've been wanting to go to that, and every time it's because I keep dipping my toe into coming back into New York. I just I have I have to. I'm sorry. I'll stop saying dipping my toe. It is. Yeah, I really gross. hate that. You know I know I you a, hate it. I have a foot thing, so I hate <laughs> the dipping the toes. And also, when 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 Jackie says that it comes with a with a very cute little yeah, like, she dipping. puts a little hand like her hands are the toes. My hands, hands are the toes. I got toes in my hands. <laughs> oh Come my on. god! I didn't know. You're being very unpeggy right now. <laughs> <laughs> dipping it. I'm gonna dip. It. You better watch out. My things go dip on you. I guess this is driving me to drink in the middle of the afternoon, so maybe it is actually more peggy than I thought it was. You're welcome. <laughs> and they always go to Hooper's store, and they get a birdseed milkshake, Big Bird does. And in 1969, it cost 20 cents. And now, inflation, it costs $2.99. Wow. That's, uh, <laughs> I mean, still cheap for a milkshake in New York City. It is mm-hmm. very, very cheap for a milkshake. And last but not least, why the name Sesame Street? After a long search for a catchy name, one of the show's writers suggested Sesame Street. The word sesame, an allusion to the fabled command from the Arabian Nights. Open a sesame! Suggested excitement and adventure. Since the show was set in an urban street scene, Sesame Street seemed an ideal combination. (laughs) And haven't you heard... Everything. <laughs> I, I, one of my new favorite things uh, that happens on the show is Holden being mildly unimpressed with the list. You hate my list, and I love the list. Uh, now It'll I've, never um, go away. Now I have heard everything, but oh my god, I'm also oh no not seeing everything. Oh my god, what is? Uh, it's dark! Oh, no. It's so dark! <laughs> I can't see my head an inch in front of my face! <laughs> I think I'm going blind! blind. <laughs> Items! Ah, we, we can't, we can't see, see them! them. Wow, slacking today, y'all. We are slacking today, okay? <laughs> I've been gone for two months, and I can't believe that... We left this right where we started it. <laughs> Molly, we are never, ever, ever going to move forward without you. You should have seen the glee, the sheer glee in Natalie's face when I made her do this opening for she Blind loves Items. It. And people, and I've seen a lot of people um, in chat things talk about how much they love the Blind <laughs> Items opening and how long and fun it is. So I just want to say thanks, everybody, for your kind words out there about how much. You love the way that we intro blind he items. He loves it. You're, you know what? You do a very good job. I'm proud of you. Well, I'm proud of this. We have a special blind item today. Ooh. We have an exclusive to page seven blind item Ooh. today. Sent in from a listener. I am not allowed to provide any info about any of... This is real shit. Yeah, I'm pretty psyched. And if you think you have this kind of thing, I will not dox you. Send it in to me. I will treat it with respect. And smoke and mirrors. Here we go. You ready? Smoke and mirrors. This former A-lister is making a new music video for an old hit song. 
cast and crew had to work 19-hour days, and she couldn't be bothered to show up to set until noon. Simple dance moves took dozens of takes. The two or three wine bottles she was putting away every day didn't help. Mariah Carey. A hundred percent. What? <laughs> and I can't even tell you how I got access to this, but that's uh, just a blind item. Isn't that great? It is a great blind item. What do you think the video is, too? I mean, remake? I guess it's all I want for Christmas Eve, even though they just 100%. put out another <laughs> one of it, but it was just old footage of her in the 90s being that sexy Christmas. Yeah, this is new. I am interested. I am just so pleased to get an exclusive one. That is so cool. That's exciting. So thank you for that. I didn't do anything. They just hit me up. I just read my I just read my DMs. That's, That's all good. I do. Well, I just want to say thank you to whomever sent it in. Uh, it is species spicy, and you know what? I can't wait. To, I still can't wait to see the new video to see how. And you know what? We'll give shout outs to how brilliant the editors are. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Uh, this you you want more? Would you like some more blind? <laughs> Please, sir. Yes. We want some more. <laughs> we want some more. Then give me your porridge cup, <laughs> and I will pour the blind items uh, deep and down inside. Get nowhere near my wine. I don't want you to put anything in here. This A plus singer knows she isn't going to win any acting awards. But she wants the Oscar for best song, so is going to make sure that during its two weeks of eligibility, there is an onslaught of publicity about the song. Is it Mariah Carey again? No, I w- yeah, I, w- I, I should wish. do one where it's all the same person. <laughs> it is not a Mariah Carey again. So it's one of these movies that are now out that is going to be a, a streaming almost only, but they're doing it to be eligible as part of the Oscars, correct? Uh, not necessarily. It's just that it's coming out so late in the year. Oh, okay. Oh, that it's only going to be. She's an A plus singer? Yes. She's an A plus singer. A plus singer and and a movie that's coming out soon. With songs in it. Uh, So it's. Oh, Cats! Yes. Oh! Jennifer Hudson? No! Is it Taylor Swift? Yeah! She wrote a song, that new song with Andrew Lloyd Webber. She wrote a new song for Cats Uh. called. Called Beautiful Ghosts. Oh, and God. Swift and Swift and Andrew Lloyd Webber. Apparently, they met up. He played the new song on the piano, and apparently, Swift just immediately started writing ly- lyrics. Oh. Quote, then and there. Yeah, oh. you know, I, you, you know, I love Andrew Lloyd Webber a lot, <laughs> but I'm not sure Cats needs another song. I'm not uh, sure. Uh, I think Cats might need. Less. I think it needs less. I think it definitely <laughs> needs less. I Oof. just put this in here, not not please, listeners, not just to bring up Taylor Swift for the millionth time. I brought this up just to remind us all your week, your like every other week reminder that cats is a thing we all get to see at the end of this I'm year. Just, and be- it's one of those moments that I'm so sad we all don't live in the same city. I know. I was I just know. thinking. I desperately wish we could go together. I want to get. So, I want to eat so much. Junk food and get so drunk. <laughs> just eat like eat a bunch of bar grub and get hammered and go into yeah. that theater yeah. and just. Oh, it's that's a tragedy that we can't see it together. Yeah, because boy, if the if they took out every song but Memory, yeah. I think it might be a good movie. Yeah, you know, but I think that <laughs> and just did it completely differently. You know, yeah. like the whole thing. Yes, right. Oh, you don't like calico cat? Oh, calico, 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 calico. I had to do that on karaoke on my we Twitch stream. We had to stream. do it together, Holden. Oh, remember? God, yeah, you had to do it with me. Oh my God, in heaven, it was a tra- and it goes on forever. 
I was talking forever. to a guy it's who, forever. I was talking to a dancer who like <gasps> did did or does maybe even still cats on Broadway and just said how exhausting that is to do. <laughs> well, because they gotta pip around, pip around, pip around, and just yes. sing the same thing over and over again. Uh, apparently, like you kind of m- maybe wouldn't notice it as much unless you're in it. You do not stop moving the entire time if you're a cat in cats. Like you are literally doing cat person gymnastics. Because you have to be always a cat. Yeah. <laughs> it is ludicrous. So he would just say at the end of like intermission, she'd be like, oh, oh, oh. everyone's just like staring at each other. Like by the time they caught their breath, it's like places everybody. Like it is a nightmare. <laughs> Ugh, nightmare, nightmare, nightmare. Um, One more. More. Prepare to be amazed. Give me your goblets, madame. And I twist. <laughs> Pour oh, the blood of never the blind. Mind. Maybe I don't want more. <laughs> I, I twist. <laughs> the really bad actress slash former reality star can say whatever she wants, but no one behind the scenes wants to work with her Whoa. after what she did before to something that had a chance to work. <laughs> huh? Ah, uh, Are you not mortified? I don't know what can that you, means. Can you read it again, but with more attitude? I'll say it more bitchily. The really bad actress slash former oh. reality star can say whatever she wants. Tori Spelling. Yes, you wow. fucking what? maniac. How did you? I'm the best. <laughs> uh, because um, 90210, the, the second season, the reboot just got canceled. It just got canceled. Uh. Tori Spelling, after the show was canceled, posted on Instagram a pic of her in her red prom dress from the premiere of the reboot with a caption that read, when Fox picked up the show, it was always billed as a summer event. Thanks to Fox, we did 306 episodes of 90210. If the show gets picked up somewhere else, we will talk about making more, but thank you to all the fans that kept the dream alive and supported us for so long. Bitch. But I, yeah, but nobody else wants to do it. No, I can, I I, I think, uh, yeah, I, as someone, I watched, I think, four or five episodes of it. I couldn't keep going. I had, I tapped out. I really, and there are very few shows that I really, truly tap out hard from, and that was one of them. It wasn't even salaciously great. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just kind of boring. And no, no offense to the people that that made the made the show. Just it didn't need to be rebooted. Yeah, I think that we are in the age of '90s nostalgia, but some things are better left unresurrected. And yet again, the pendulum swings away. As blind items will come again. Another day. <laughs> Thank you for the creepy blind items, even though it is Thanksgiving fucking territory and it's not Halloween anymore. So fucking get used to it. <laughs> yeah, you better have a gobble themed blind item character next week. All right, I'll work on it. I'll work on that. That wasn't the voice, but that's not <laughs> oh, the voice no, I'm going to use. Molly, what have you done to us? That's not the voice I'm going to use. I'm going to use a different voice. <laughs> Everyone's upset. Thank you guys so much for joining us this week. Just a reminder to you guys, we've got some live shows coming up for you guys soon. The Page 7 Wizard and the Bruiser mashup. We're going to be doing it in December 11th in Los Angeles. We got a January 9th in Chicago, January 10th in Pontiac, Michigan, and January 11th in Milwaukee. We've got 
our tickets are live. If you go to lastpodcastnetwork.com slash P7Live, you can get all your tickets there. My name is Jackie Zabrowski. You can follow me on Instagram at Jack that Worm. My name is Molly Neffel. I'm MJKL Cat. My name is Holden McNeely, and you can find me at twitch.tv forward slash Holdenators O. But you can also, like, check out the Patreon. You can. You know, like, patreon.com forward slash page seven podcast. Honestly, guys, we got ad, we got what ad free episodes. We got five dollar a month. You get a bonus episode. Can you tell I'm fall, literally falling apart as a human being? You're I need a burger. Apart. But I'm also, gonna go get a burger. If you need your Natalie Jean fix, we are starting to release our weekly episodes of Pop History. Pop this history. week's episode was on Shania Twain and. Next week's episode is all in the creation of Euphoria. So please check it out. We've got lots of fun content coming into your ears. And I am learning everything about Mariah Carey right now. Yeah. Seasonally appropriate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We love you guys so much, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you mom, Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. Everything's changing so fast these days, and that's a great thing. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load on our desktop computer. But now there's the Xfinity 10G network. That means the fastest internet with faster speeds rolling out every day and internet that can power a house full of devices at once with ultra low lag. So while one person streams a movie from their room, another can play video games in the basement while another TikToks in the kitchen. It's the next generation 10G network only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed.